Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode where we are going to be debunking the myth of two to three or eating every two to three hours small meals throughout the day will boost your metabolism. And oftentimes we hear the analogy of if you are fueling yourself every two to three hours or eating small meals throughout the day, you are constantly stoking the fire of your metabolism. That is false false information. Now I will 100% say if eating small meals throughout the day is supporting you, if it feels right, if your energy is awesome, if you have a healthy relationship with food, if you see progress towards your goals, keep doing it. By all means, keep doing what works best for you and your body. But I'm going to be talking to you guys today about how this method is in fact not at all proven by science when we break it down to a hormonal perspective. Now you know with cycle syncing, I talk a lot about estrogen, progesterone, our feminine hormones, but this time today we are going to be talking about our hunger hormones. So when we are eating small meals throughout the day, and just think of it from a common sense standpoint, like We have been told to eat small meals throughout the day, but the trend of being overweight and obese and people struggling to try to maintain a healthy body fat percentage is increasing. Like the mainstream advice and the outcome are not aligning up. So like red flag, let's talk about it. When you are constantly eating throughout the day and when you're eating small meals throughout the day, when you are eating, you are spiking your insulin levels. And insulin is our fat storing hormone. Another two other hormones we're going to be talking about today is leptin and ghrelin and how those impact our um how they play a role into this eating every two to three hours and how it's just a myth that eating two to th- every two to three hours does not boost, does not stoke the fire of your metabolism. What actually happens is you are constantly getting these spikes of insulin. And when you are eating every two to three hours and working on eating by a timer, like, you know, you're kind of like gauging, oh, I should eat breakfast at this time. I should have another meal because my last meal was however long ago. You are then operating off of a clock and off of cultural standards, not your own hormonal hunger cues because we have the hormone leptin, which controls our appetite and signals to our brain that we are full. This is our body's built-in regulation system of we've had enough to eat. If you are not eating a meal that is full and fueling and satisfying, you've given your body that insulin spike, you've given it some food to use as energy, but if you leave like leptin hanging and you're not eating to satiety, you are creating this disconnect between your body and your brain for your body to tell you that you've eaten enough, right? Ghrelin is the hormone that signals hunger. It's the one that says, hey, I'm hungry over here. And hangry is not a sign of hunger. Feeling hangry, like angry, anxious, a super low dip in energy, brain fog, that is not hunger cues. Those are, could be hormonal imbalances, whether it's insulin resistance, leptin resistance, or whatever it is. 
It could be a sign of hormonal imbalance. Feeling hangry and getting hangry should be a red flag to you, a red flag that something is going on with your um, metabolism and that you're not leveling out your body's blood sugar, okay? And so back to ghrelin. Ghrelin is our hormone that signals that we are hungry. It is what the one that cues our appetite. And there has been studies done that have showed that if people are labeling themselves on a diet or following strict calorie regulations or strict rules around food, that that alone has shown and given a rise of ghrelin. So isn't it funny that you are going on a diet with the intentionality of losing weight. And oftentimes these diets are about eating less, but your ghrelin elevates, which means your body is telling you to eat more, but your mind is saying, no, I'm dieting. I can't do that, right? So small meals throughout the day and timing your food is creating this disconnect between you and your internal clock. Your own, your body has this given ghrelin, like your body has a guideline that says, okay, I'm going to show you that I'm hungry. And then leptin, which is your body's way of signaling to your brain, okay, I've had enough. I'm full and fueled and satisfied. So what should we do instead for our metabolism? Instead of eating small meals every two to three hours, I want to encourage you to eat full fueling meals that can sustain you for four-ish hours. So no, your coffee and Starbucks egg white bites is not going to be enough to keep you fueled for about four hours. This is something that you want to play around with and play around with at each meal. Are your meals large enough throughout the day? I mean, a big sign of under eating is if you truly are hungry and have high cravings at night, I would definitely sit down and think about, am I getting enough protein? Am I nourishing myself? Protein, healthy fats, fiber, well-rounded carbohydrate amounts with my meals throughout the day? Or is this my body telling me like, if you are really always constantly hungry at night and you know it's not necessarily from an emotional standpoint or a stress standpoint, it's like genuine hunger, take that as a sign of, hmm, are you eating enough fuel throughout the day? Because when you've eaten enough fuel throughout the day to support your metabolism and your goals and your energy, you will then finish your last meal of the day with feeling full, fueled, and satisfied And those cravings, if they're not habitual, will subside. Now, if it's habitual or emotional, that's a different route to looking at how to work through that. But from an actual hunger standpoint, if you're eating enough throughout the day, cravings at night should be lowering down and diminishing. Okay, so eating Full, fueling, satisfying meals with adequate amount of protein, adequate amount of healthy fats to keep you full and satisfied, and then carbohydrates because our body does need carbohydrates for um, our hormone health as females. That's very, very, very important, but making sure that we're eating a well-balanced, well-rounded, 
fueling meal that holds us over to like three, four-ish hours long so we can eat our meal, have our fuel, have our food, and get on with the rest of our day. This also clears insulin from our bloodstream when we are giving longer durations of time between meals. This also gives digestion a break before the next meal. You know, if you're constantly like eating every two to three hours, you're consuming food, your digestion is working through through always breaking down that food. Eat a meal, let go about your day, let your body use that as fuel and energy the way that it needs to. And then when the next meal comes around, it's a really good sign that your body is and your your hunger hormones are in sync is when you get your your hunger is just different. It's not a hangry, it's not like oh my gosh, I need to eat something now. Like that brain fogginess, that depleted energy, that moodiness, it's it's not like that. Genuine hunger is not like that. Hangry is a sign something's off. But you can you can simply move forward in making the shift by making your meals larger, increasing the amount of protein, especially that you are eating at breakfast and at lunch, um, giving your body the time to digest that food, get on with the rest of your day, not think about it until the next meal, the next meal that you have, make it fueled and satisfying as well. And so how this really typically looks like for me, and recently on my Instagram, I did a full day of eating post. If you go to my Instagram feed, there'll be a picture and on the text of the picture, it says full day of eating and you swipe and you can see what a typical day of eating for me is like recently. Now I don't eat the same thing every single day because based on where I'm at in my cycle, I am pulling things from my various food lists based on where I'm at in my particular cycle. But what this looks like for me is I wake up in the morning and I drink water, I have my Energize, I will get to my workout after I've dropped the kids off at daycare, and then I have my breakfast, break my fast between 9.30 and 10 o'clock. Now I eat a full fueled and satisfying breakfast that holds me for like four-ish hours. So yeah, my lunch isn't typically until like 1, 1.30, maybe even 2 o'clock. And then I'm eating a full fueling and satisfying lunch. And that oftentimes can hold me over until dinner. If I do need a snack in between Like if we're going to have, if I've eaten lunch at like one and dinner's not going to be until six, sometimes we eat dinner at like five. We like to eat our dinner early in my household. That's just the way we roll. But if I eat my lunch at like one and I start to feel hungry, that's when I'll have my smoothie. So I'll have a smoothie that is high in protein. There's healthy fats in there. There's fiber in there. And then I'll probably throw in some um, fruit. I've been liking putting blueberries in my smoothies lately. So I'll throw a little bit of that in there to hold me over until dinner time. And then dinner time, Once again, I truly have noticed a huge difference in my hunger and in my metabolism when I have been making sure I am eating enough protein at each meal. And now if you do really kind of want to geek out and like, how do I know if I'm getting enough protein? You definitely do, if you want to track it, you know, for a little bit, I actually had to use 
my fitness pal to track and see how much a particular meal had because I was for a while just having like eggs, toast, and an apple and I was finding that wasn't holding me over for four showers. So what I did was I started doing eggs, some Applegate sausages, so even more protein, or I would do some Greek yogurt. And I amped up my serving of protein in the morning to help keep me satisfied. Now, protein is also very important for me because I am focusing on strength training. You know, I'm trying to really focus on what supports my metabolism and working so my metabolism is increasing and supported instead of constantly suppressing my metabolism so I am focused on weight training and lifting heavy and so that means getting adequate protein is going to be very important and I I tested this out for myself and really just found when I am like making sure I'm just eating enough protein not necessarily focused on cutting carbs or keeping fat out of the mix. I want to be well-rounded in all of those macronutrients. But when I do pay attention to, is this protein adequate? Am I eating enough protein at this meal? Which 20 to 30 grams per meal is kind of what I try to gauge at based off of some registered dietitians that I'm following. And I cannot wait to bring some of these amazing um, registered dietitians and other health and fitness experts onto the podcast for you guys. The podcast really has been me talking to you guys about what I am learning and implementing. But along the way, I have also stumbled across some amazing women that are sharing so much information that I can't wait to bring a lot of those ladies to you here on the podcast. But 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. I like my breakfast to be probably more towards 30 grams of protein. So I'm not needing like a morning snack. And that's just something I played around with myself. I did when I talked about this on Instagram, I got a couple people message and say, well, too much protein isn't necessarily a good thing. That's totally true. Like eating a diet that is super, super high in protein and nothing else, yes, can have harmful consequences. Anything done in extreme can have harmful side effects. But in my 10 years of being a health and fitness coach and in the health and fitness industry, what I have found with the ladies I have worked with is there has not been one that has been overeating on protein. Now, I did get one person message me on Instagram and say, this was my experience and I honor everybody's experience. And yes, like too much protein and not enough of the other macronutrients and micronutrients, like, yeah, that's not necessarily a good thing. And you've got to gauge off of what feels good for you and your body. Like your body should be your own science experiment where you are trying things out and then listening to the feedback that your body is giving you. And if eating every small meals every two to three hours makes you feel good, then keep doing it. If eating high protein makes you feel like garbage, then don't do it. Like take your body's feedback as your own experience and listen to it. But I'm here to tell you, like if you've noticed, because I've been there too, that eating small meals throughout the day 
does not help you in your relationship with food. Like when you're eating every two to three hours or thinking that you need to, what are you doing? You're constantly thinking about food. And if you're not adequately prepared for each and every individual meal, you reach for something quick, which tends to be carbohydrates. And if you're not getting enough protein and fat and fiber with your meals and even your snacks, you could definitely be causing your body and energy um, some off balance with blood sugar, big time, big time, big time. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I hope that you maybe take this episode and if you want to implement just one small thing this week and see how your body responds to it is when you are eating a meal, your your breakfast at whatever time you eat your breakfast at, let your body tell you when you're hungry in the morning. And when you are doing that, like making sure that you are eating enough in a sitting that will keep you full, fueled, and satisfied for a duration of time. Like instead of just constantly eating on the go, little bits here and there, or if you're just having a really small portion, I've, I've shared this story before where I was following an influencer and she was sharing about these make ahead salad jars that she had on hand and she shared the recipe and it was awesome recipe. It actually looks super, super delicious. And she's like, I have this for lunch. And she showed the macronutrient outline of that salad, that jar salad. And it was like 280 calories. And I'm like, yeah, you should maybe probably be eating like one and a half to two of those. If you're wanting to be full fueled and satisfied until dinner, there is no way that a 200 calorie salad is going to keep you full fueled and satisfied until dinner time. Like, yeah, that salad is a healthy choice. And because there wasn't any like super heavy carbohydrates in there, you're probably not going to get this huge blood spike. But when it comes to leptin and ghrelin, you know, the the leptin levels, like that's not going to be enough for your body to say, hey, I'm, I'm full. I've had enough, right? So if you're going to just implement one thing this week is try doing larger meals throughout the day and being more intentional about am I getting adequate healthy fats, fiber and protein and complex carbohydrates? Like, is it a well-rounded, good sized meal to keep me full fueled and satisfied, right? And when you do eat something, you don't have to think about it all day long, but really pay attention to, I'm starting to feel hunger. I'm starting to feel this way. What did I eat last? Was it enough? Was it lacking in some sort of macronutrient? Could I have doubled up on my portion sizes to keep me fuller longer? And see how you feel following this with eating larger meals and making sure that they're adequate and enough to keep you full and satisfied for like four-ish hours throughout the day. And if it makes, if you feel any different, like I don't want to say this is definitely going to make you feel better, have more energy and not think about food all the time and whatnot, but you want to take that information back for yourself. And I would imagine that if you just implement this, my friends, you will be able to tell if it's going to be like positive, a positive outcome for you. This is even something that I've, I've um, coached some clients through when they are in situations where it's like they go to a, an event, a, a baby shower or a birthday party, and there's 
there's food and cake and all of that. And the ladies are like, well, I just had a donut because I didn't want to have too many calories. But you would definitely be better off with, yes, having your donut, but pairing it with some protein and specifically and fiber, whether that was um, side salad or if they have some fresh veggies there, like eating something with your donut so you're not just hanging on this big sugar rush insulin spike. I talk about this a couple times uh, a month when my family does cinnamon roll sundae. Oftentimes I see ladies definitely, you know, do something like cinnamon roll Sunday or donut Saturday with their kids and they just eat that cinnamon roll or the donut to avoid extra calories. But for me, I started feeling so much better when yes, I had my cinnamon roll with my family, but we also had eggs and maybe some bacon and an apple or if you want to include some type of like veggie scramble in with your eggs like a veggie omelet or something like that you would be much better off pairing it with healthy fat protein and fiber with whatever it is that you're going to have instead of thinking that it's all about this calorie counting situation right because even though that donut that cinnamon roll is high in calories your leptin levels aren't gonna say okay we've we've had enough here like that's plenty because of the macronutrient and sugar content of it so instead of just thinking it's all about the calories or small meals throughout the day think about being full fueled and satisfied when you are going to have a meal was this helpful let me know let me know if i explain this um in a way that was super easy to understand because I know I know you my friend like you are here for just the straightforward information and yes like the science behind it as far as insulin and insulin resistance and leptin and ghrelin and all of that is nerdy and important but how can you practically make this work with your busy life so you're not constantly thinking about food or your diet or what it is that you're going to eat and you're just not going to be stressing over it a a ton when you're just like, okay, these are my simple guidelines. I'm going to eat for fuel and for satisfaction and do I have enough? I actually, here's another example because I know these are super helpful. So I was talking with a client who had had a good rhythm of getting an adequate breakfast in and she was like it's just crazy at work all the time and she finishes work in the early afternoon and she's like I just you know was so starved by the end of work that I went through the Jimmy John's drive through and got x y and z and she talked about that and I was like you know what I'm I it's not even a big thing that you went and had a Jimmy John's sandwich how you could have made that choice better was instead of getting like the turkey sandwich that only has three slices of turkey, could you have doubled up on the turkey? Could you have added some more healthy fats on there? Could you have added more vegetables onto it? Because I, I'm somebody who likes a sandwich. You know what I mean? Like I love a good sandwich here and there. I'm not going to say like always get an unwitch. Like if, if an unwitch didn't sound good, which is a sandwich wrapped in lettuce, there's no bread on those. If that feels right for you, then fine. But if you're in a situation where you're like, I need some carbohydrates and I want to get a sandwich with bread on it, fine. But make sure that there's enough protein. Maybe you want to do double the amount of meat. Maybe you want to make sure that there's some good healthy fats on there. I don't know if Jimmy John's offers like avocado, but I know that there's um, 
good like good quality healthy fats like don't be afraid of those because those are satisfying and fulfilling so those are great to add on there and then add the veggies that you like and if you only like a few veggies have them double up on the veggies that you do like so you are getting adequate amount of fiber paired with that sandwich and that sandwich would have kept you feeling fuller longer than if you were just have the sandwich with three slices of turkey that didn't have a ton of protein. Do you know what I'm saying? So try this out. See how your body responds to eating with more fuel in mind instead of like counting calories or this is too much. And I know like our society has been told, yes, we we shouldn't be eating in like super size portions. But yeah, that's in context of French fries. That's true. But in context of like veggies and lean protein, you know, like you could you could add some more of that in your life and you'll be a okay and, and feel more fueled and satisfied. Have I said that enough that that's what I want you to be focused on when it comes to mealtime is that you're full and fueled and satisfied when you're eating? Okay. I'm going to leave this podcast episode as is what it is right now. Let me know what you think. You guys, the Feminine Fitness Foundation program is still open. So I will be adding in the metabolism module come mid-May. So next week I will be doing that and putting it into the platform. I did include two other options for you to get involved with the Feminine Fitness Foundations. The price point, there's a pay in full price point. There's also a payment plan price point. So if you want to spread out the payments of being in the feminine fitness program, there's a payment plan option. And then there's also an upgraded option. If you are loving all of this and you're like, okay, I know I want to get on the program, but if it's for accountability reasons, or if you have personal goals that you want to work towards, and you just really feel like you need that one-on-one attention, not just the self-paced course, there is the one-on-one coaching upgraded option that gives you all the Feminine Fitness Foundations program, but you do get two one-on-one coaching calls with me. If you are interested in one-on-one coaching, you have the Feminine Fitness Foundations, or if you're just kind of curious about all of this, you can reach out to me. My email is femininefitnesscoaching at gmail.com. Instagram is always a great place to reach out to me too when it comes to that kind of stuff. But just letting you know, Feminine Fitness Foundations course is open. It's amazing. I like the ladies that are going through are giving me such great feedback on how they are applying all of this supportive and amazing information into their busy everyday lives. And it's, it's like amazing. It's just absolutely amazing to see how we as women operate optimally when we are synced with our cycle, we understand our feminine flow and hormones, and then we work on supporting instead of suppressing our metabolism. And that's what the Feminine Fitness Foundations walks you through. Now, if you do want some one-on-one support, one-on-one coaching, you can reach out to me. There's that Feminine Fitness Foundations package that includes it. But if you want to talk something more custom to you and your goals, I am definitely open to um, creating something that is that that would be something that you would be interested in. Anyways, hope you guys are having an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for sharing. And I will talk to you next time.